You're talking that, you're talking this, you're with Ryan and Adam and you are talking shit. Pick any subject you want, they will talk and talk, give you a piece of the mind, go thought for thought, intelligent, hot-headed, locked and loaded to pop off, explosive and ready to go lit, like monotops, you want to be straight, here it comes from the hip, this is Brian and Adam, the trip, why has been tripped, this is Brian and Adam, where the script gets flipped, this is Brian and Adam, you ready to talk shit, you're talking that, you're talking this, you're with Brian and Adam and you. Shit. Hello, welcome, and uh, welcome to Talking Shit with uh, Brian and Adam. I am Adam. I am Brian. And that, that handsome gent over there that you can't see, that's Jacob. Hello. Today, and this is a podcast where we're going to just talk about, you know, random stuff. Um, and it's completely random. It is pulled from a hat by our producer. Uh, so let's get into it. Jacob, what is our topic today? Okay, today's topic. We going to be talking shit. At random from our lovely house hat of ideas. <laughs> oh, I think you guys are going to like this one. Today's topic is Shawshank Redemption. Oh, hold on to your hat, folks. Shut the fuck up. Specifically the movie. However, I'm not upset if. We talk uh, about the novella. The, yeah, if the novella comes up. I've read the, I have read the novella. I have seen the movie. The movie's that. Now, you, a lot of you probably know this, but my two favorite movies are written and directed by the same person. Mm. It's Number one is um, The Green Mile, which is also based on a book written by Stephen King. Shout mm-hmm. out Michael Clark Duncan. Mm-hmm. Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And uh, my second favorite is The Shawshank Redemption, mm-hmm. also based on a novella by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. And if you've talked to me for more than 10 freaking minutes... You understand that the greatest movie ever made is the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Boys, I went from six to midnight real quick when you said Shawshank <laughs> Redemption. Like, I am super stoked yes. to talk about this shit. Yeah, and, uh, and we try to keep a podcast between 30 and 40 minutes. It's going to be a little Good bit luck. hard. Good luck in that editing room there, Jacob. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, the timer Woo! speaks the truth, but yeah. listen, if we, if we go over it, that's what editing's for. Okay, uh, so, I, wow. There okay. is... Holy hell! There's so much to talk. Let's about. let's start out saying like the movie. So the movie's about two what two and a half hours long, right? I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, the, the the novella is maybe a hundred pages. Pa- yeah, something like that. maybe a hundred pages. Two hours and twenty two minutes long. It's actually it's actually um, written by Stephen King. It's a novella that was included in one of his compilation books. I believe it was. I want to say it was four past midnight. I'm not 100 percent sure. You letting your geek show right? Yeah. Now. Well, I'm a Stephen King's my favorite my yeah. favorite author. So we'll probably have a podcast about. Shout him. out to Stephen Motherfucking King. He if Stephen King is on his books now. Like if you buy like you know reprints and stuff like yeah. that, it says the same exact tagline for every book you buy. Yes. It says a master storyteller. Yes. And, and it's this true. dude is phenomenal. I mean, and think about how many of his books have been turned. Into most movies. of them. Most I was actually looking at that the other, the other, the other day. Even if, even his short stories are becoming full length movies. So I'm I I just simply Googled the Shawshank Redemption, mm-hmm. and here's what comes up. Right, I am you know you could like uh, on different sites they're rated right. Yep. So IMDb mm-hmm. has Shawshank Redemption being a nine point three out of ten. That's too low. And this is the Rotten Tomatoes. Thirty years. Yeah. 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 Oh man, I just. 1994. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Almost, almost, yeah. So, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 91%. And whatever the hell Letterboxd is, I've never heard of this, Jacob, you're young. Yeah, Letterboxd is basically, it's a website where you are 
you can go on and your profile is less of like a social media and commenting, but rather people can go to your profile and see all the movies you've watched, movies that are on your watch list. You can give personal oh, so ratings. Oh, it's like, it's like Goodreads. For those of yeah, us it's like a Goodreads for like movies. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that's also it's, a beer one. That, it's yeah, rated so. a 4.4 out of 5. I would argue that all of those ratings are wrong. Oh, too low. <laughs> I mean, it, it. if you don't know, it's based on the novella called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Yep. By Stephen King. Yep. Now I've read the book. I actually saw the movie first. Did not know it was it was a novella. Me too. I read the I read the novella and it's it's close, but there are some major differences. Like there's some characters in the movie that are maybe mentioned in right, like Brooks. In the right. Bo- Brooks is very Brooks is a very minor character. The mm-hmm. warden is a very minor character. Okay, so so first of all, we should we should we should. I, this is a warning. Yeah. Spoilers. Two things. If oh. you if you have not seen the Shawshank Redemption, one. Bang your head against the wall. Pause this podcast yeah, right now. Come back in two and a half it. hours. It's probably playing right now on TNT. And the, the funny, funny part, part, funny thing about this movie is it was it flopped in the theaters. People yeah. didn't go see it. It did well, not. It's a yeah, slow, it did I not. mean, but it was. It is a slower ooh. burn. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a little bit to snowball, and you gotta be, you gotta buckle in and it's be ready. So I it's, will never forget. So I'm like, I want to say like 15. I don't even know. 1994. How old was I? 12, 13, 14, maybe like 14 or 15 when I first saw the movie. Yeah. And, oh, man. I, we were, <laughs> my friend, Crooks, who you've heard stories yeah. about. I won't say his real name. Crooks, you know who the hell you are. Shout out to Crooks. Uh, Crooks. Uh, there's, you could come up with reasons why his nickname is Crooks. Um, but anyway, Crooks says, yo, B. Uh, well, actually, they didn't, they didn't say B back then. They all called me Doe. They're like, Doe, you want to? You want to skip school today? I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so we skipped school, and when we would do that, we would go to his house and smoke weed. <laughs> and Crooks can cook like a some bitch. Oh yeah. So he would always cook. He'd be like, "Yo, do you eat breakfast?" I'm like, "Nah." And he'd make like waffles and eggs, chicken and waffles, all kinds of shit. And we would watch a movie. So like, we're stoned, right? And he's like, "Yo, my mom just remember like when you'd get a." You'd rent um, uh, a video, and not the pop case, but I'm, this, I'm talking VHSs. Oh, and it so slides you'd rent, out? But it, like, you'd push the sides of it, and it would slide out the oh, bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like one of those. He's like, yo, my mom rented uh, The Shawshank Redemption. Have you heard of it? I was like, nah. And he's like, we got we to gotta watch it. I watched it the other night, because you used to rent movies for like a week. Yeah. And they charged you a fine if you didn't if rewind you didn't it. Yes. Yeah, bring it back. Yes. Yeah, that's so, like, you remember, remember Blockbuster video? Uh, there's a, oh, actually, there's a cool documentary on Netflix right now the about last, the last Blockbuster. It's dope. I highly recommend it. Yeah. But he's like, yo, I'm not kidding. This is going to be your favorite movie. He was like, it's already become my favorite movie. I don't know if his favorite movie to this day is it's Shawshank still, Redemption. It's probably top five. But he like, it has to be. he hit what the time? nail <laughs> on the head. There are maybe ten times in my life. Like, think of how many movies you've watched. Or how many times and, people tell you, "Oh, this is gonna be your new." Yeah, favorite. yeah, yeah. Like people like Ar- you're gonna love Argo. I liked Argo. Mm. It was uh, good. You know, Great. Thought, oh, I don't the know town that. is the next Departed. Mm-hmm. Was it? <laughs> the town was. The town had Jeremy Renner. There you go. Um, no, but I remember getting to the end of this movie. Uh, sorry, there's going to be spoilers all in this all episode. In oh, yeah, that was the thing I wanted to chime in, Brian. Beep, beep, beep. Spoiler alert, <laughs> yeah, no if kidding. you have not finished it or ever oh. watched it, this movie is about to probably be ruined for you 
in terms of content, the you're, movie you're, you're failing. The movie <laughs> is thirty years old. If you haven't seen it yet, then I'm not. I do not feel bad about spoiling well, it's not, it. It's almost you. thirty years old. It's no, not. it's like going. It's like going to see a Shakespeare, and someone's like, "Oh, don't tell me what's gonna happen." Yeah, it's like it's like going to see Romeo and Juliet for the first time, not knowing that they both die at the end. What? Sorry, what? <laughs> Sorry about it. I'm out. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so I remember getting to the the first time. Oh man, this is like one of the greatest memories of my life. I we got to the end of the movie, and I was like, what is Red going to say when he finally sees Andy Dufresne after the years that they spent apart? Like, and he you know, gets out and he's going. And, you know, the camera angle pulls away. He's walking towards him on the beach. Yeah. And the last line of the movie is he says something along the lines of, I, I hope to cross the border and see my friend. And, and then he says, I hope. And I was... First of all, we're like, I hope to shake, like, his, ha- hope to shake his we hand. Are I like, yeah, I, we are thug ass kids mm-hmm. in the ghetto of Schenectady. Like, I mean, my friend Crooks, God bless him. He's, he's a family man now, but he's like, he's the most dangerous person I've ever been around in my life. And I'm bawling, stoned, eating an egg and cheese sandwich or something it's, that he made. Oof. And I just remember being like 15 and going, this is the greatest ending to a film. Never even I heard of it before seen. I watched. It. I remember because growing up, we did like a family movie night, like on a weekend, mm-hmm. like it was a Sunday or a Saturday. We get we rent a movie, we would rent a movie, yep. and we would watch it. Like I, I saw, read a movie. I saw, I saw, <laughs> I saw Speed that way, and I liked it. Oh, I mean, you remember, remember Speed, remember Speed, oh, but, pop course, quiz. But I remember shot. that being, I remember that <laughs> being, I remember Shawshank Redemption being a movie that we watched as a family, and I'm like, wow, this is, it's just, it's so good, it's it so, so good. good, it's proof. Shawshank Redemption. You, you think Stephen King? You think horror? You think sci-fi? This is per- this is a perfect example of why Stephen King is called one of the best storytellers of, oh, of yeah. ever because this is not science this is not horror this is not science fiction this is just a, a wonderful story yeah. and it's not and it's you say you can say all you want it's a prison movie it's not a prison it's movie at all it's it's not it's, about prison it's at a all human, it's a human story yeah That's so i say that so you we've never had this conversation jacob no. but we so right now I'm reading the most Stephen King that I've read in my life. Like I've read it, and yeah. one of my favorite books of all time is Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. Very fucked up and very different. But yeah. so yes. Adam and I talk about this all the time because Adam, like he said, the Stephen King is his favorite. So like he's getting uh, all the Stephen King books. And I think I'm reading. reading I'm order. reading. I'm reading a Stephen. King. I'm, my goal is to own every Stephen King book, and I'm reading them in release order. So we we talk about this, awesome. and and I I disagree when people say. Stephen King is a horror writer. No. I don't see him as a horror all. thriller writer. I see this man creating worlds that have horrific things happening them mm-hmm. that would be considered yeah. horror. But like even with it, it in my opinion is the scariest book yeah. in the history of books. And it's not it's terrifying. Like anyone who says it's not, like you, you read it again yeah. because you're missing something. Yeah. I have not it, read the book. It is terrifying. It you're for mm-hmm. no the no, Tim Curry movie no. for so many no. reasons. Read the book. No, read the book. And so here's the thing. First of all, you should always read the book. Yeah. But um, I view Stephen King. What makes him a master storyteller, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that he takes these real life situations and adds these elements. Yeah. So like there is an added horrific element to it. That is a very, like you said, very human story. Oh, yeah. And yep. there just happens to be a murderous clown. Um, but there are these stories, like Shawshank, where there isn't any uh, 
you know, there's no monsters, there's no there's monsters, no space, there's, there's no, no, there's no John Coffees, yeah, there's no like, yeah. um, but man, he, oh, I, I'm still very like excited he, that we're talking about this. The topic. Stand is a perfect example. The Stand is probably one of his most well-known books ever. The Stand just happens to be all these people handling, and it's pretty true to life at this point now too, because they're all handling yeah. a, a horrific pandemic that realistically probably could, you know, is very un. Un- unrealistic. Yeah, but shout out, shout out to COVID nineteen for trying to be Captain for trying Trips. to be Captain Trips, right? But um, Captain Trips did it did it much quicker. But, but um, oh um, man, I whew, it's man. like, but these are all real people. You like, he's not writing. He's not right. Like with it, Pennywise the clown is not the important part of that of that story. No, it's he's the, an integral part, but he's not the. Yeah, like he's not a, the. It's about these friendships. Yeah, it's, it's these the friendships town. and how they all have this common bond, which happens to be this nightmare. Yeah called yeah. Pennywise. Yeah, so, oh, man. And it's by, you know, it's all, I would say it is either, not having read the books, but it's a story that binds, that shows a group of people who are bound by their trauma, which is something you find in life, too. That's why vets go to VAs and yep. stuff. People who are bound to people who have shimmel, similar shared life experience. Yeah, or similar. Because, or because, because the, it, shared. the reason why it, it, it was released, the new movie, in two parts is because the book is in two parts, but the books, the two parts are actually intertwined into each other. Oh, you have the brilliant. kids, and then the you books. have the like adults. The well, let's better. get... I'm sorry, let's... Yeah. Anyway, we're talking... So, Stephen so King will be... Talk, a, we, we add that to the... Add that to the... Add that to the... Get to the hat. Yeah, so... Getting back to Shawshank, this is a story of these collective people sharing that trauma i mean they're all locked up we all know that the prison system is screwed up yep. any goddamn way and this is a period piece too like definitely yes. a period piece definitely a period piece definitely you know, oh man it's but it also like it it's also takes place prison. between what th- in like 30 years so you can oh, you constantly see the prison system changing twenty, because he yeah it's true he, he, he served 19 years in prison yeah so the movie stars the awesome tim, tim robbins, robbins who literally could they're like we're gonna dress you up as a piece of poop tim and he's like i got it um, I used to be married to Susan Sarandon. I can do anything. Is it um, his best role? I would say. Uh, I would. But Mr. Weaver is a close contender. Yeah, I would argue that it is. I, I would. I would too. I would. I, I would say it's, it's his there. best role in the way that he. Uh, I say this all the time. He he downplay. Downplays he's so nothing. good with subtlety. He's such. He's so good Nuanced. with subtlety. Nuanced. And yes. his, it's just ridiculous. Where Mystic River. He he kind of throws a little more of a character in there, mm-hmm. and, and he that, was South Boston yeah, in that in that I, script. But in my opinion, um, Morgan Freeman is that movie. Oh, hands down, hands down. And the thing about it is, this is a, this could be part of uh, you know Jacob's uh, fishes fun facts. But I'm going to throw this in here. So if that if you need to look something up, don't pick this one. Um, the in the no- novella, the character of Red, he does tell the story, but Stephen King didn't have him in mind. As a person of color, oh. he's and not Morgan written Freeman that way. There's nothing. In. There's nothing yeah. about the character the way it's written that says it should be a person. Of well, color. he has that very famous line where he's like, uh, "Why do they call you Red?" And he thinks about it. Morgan Freeman's like, uh, "Maybe because I'm Irish." Like, yeah. And they were going to the ch- to change. I think the yeah. story goes that they were going to change that line right. once they cast Morgan Freeman. And Morgan Freeman was like, "Bitch, I'm Morgan Freeman." Yeah. Like you don't have to do that. Like, I'll just let's play it. Let's let's rock the way it goes. Yeah, that's that. And now all you can do <gasps> is picture Morgan Freeman in that role, and it like make it makes sense to the to the to the to the novella that Morgan Fre- that Red Red well, is a and that's just, color. That's a shout out to like one of the cool things about the acting business is of course there's all these people who are like no the producer could have said we're not casting him I have this in mind 
but sometimes you get these moments of stories where Morgan Freeman just knocked the audition out of the park and yep. everyone was like, okay, he has to be Well, right. that's the good thing about the yeah. way that Stephen King writes, and I know that we're hopefully going to do an episode about this, but he doesn't put a lot of description, like descriptive words of like about race and religion and hair color and things like that in his character descriptions, and I think he does it for a reason, because if it, because nine times out of ten it's going to be a TV show or a movie or that you don't know it who can be blind, is. right? Yeah, yeah, you don't know who your reader is. Let the reader decide what this character looks and like. And like, look what, like, look what, like, what happened? Like, yeah, you could Sky name off, you could name off ten at this point, 10, 15 movies that Morgan Freeman was in. And he's great in every Everything. single movie. What's March the movie? of the Penguins. Gone what's, Baby Gone. Uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's what's the movie one. with the flooding oh. that Christian Slater was in? That's like... Shout out Christian Slater. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But it's a bad movie. Yeah, but Morgan Freeman's still in that bitch. Yeah. And Morgan Freeman's dope. Like, he was in Driving Miss Daisy. I mean, like, he's on. phenomenal. But I think he's going to be remembered as, yes, this actor who had a brilliant career. Right. And a, a, but he, when you think... Roles. When you think Morgan Freeman, you're everyone's gonna think Red. He's it's Otis cool. Redding. Otis Red Redding, Redding, not Redding. Otis Red Redding, Redding, yeah, Redding. Redding. Otis Redding. Red Redding. Um. So, uh, but it's it, this movie is just packed full of. So yes. Uh, Morgan Freeman is the best part of the movie, right? Like he's, I, I think he won the Oscar that year for best. Uh, I don't know if I don't know that for, you for sure. I'll check but I mean, like. When you take into consideration, Bob Gunton plays the warden, phenomenal. William Sadler's in that movie, and yep. he's got a, a like a secondary role. He's in the background. Clancy Brown plays Which, um fun Hadley. fact about him, also the voice of Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. You Krabs. said it. Um, you should have saved that for the well, end. I Jacob. didn't want to because it's <laughs> such a good fact. But so yeah, I mean, my, it's it's an a, in my opinion, it is an A list cast. But it's an A-list cast with a lot of what they would consider like B or C-list actors. Well, and a lot of these actors now are people you know, like you see their faces, and you actually where did even I see him? By name. He was in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Like, so my <laughs> and Melanie and I talk about this also. That's another good thing is like I, I introduced Melanie to Shawshank Redemption, and I was like, look, you don't have to like what I like. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you're your own person. You're a, a strong ass woman who don't need me, but like. If there's one movie that I'm like, I you gotta like it's like it's Shawshank. Yeah. So we watched it, and she's the same as me at the end of it. Oh, I've seen this movie probably thirty it, times at this time, and at the end of it, she's bawling. And it's so, not a sad ending at all. No, it's, it's not no, sad at all. Hope, but hope. hope. But that you know, the sometimes movies, and that's that's the beauty of art is it can be so profoundly beautiful in an, an inexplicable way. And you're weeping that like it's yeah. profound. And sad. I think it's because because you see in them, and this is going to be a spoiler shout out. Um, it's a spoiler shout out. <laughs> We're shouting out our spoilers the, at this point. Yeah, because this is a you hey, see in the movie, guys, what the, guys. We're just talking yeah. shit. You see in the movie how the prison system can affect somebody who's been in there for ages, for most of their life, with the character of Brooks. He gets out. About to get to you know, Brooks. he can't he can't cope with with the way how fast the world moves since he got in there, and he has literally no choice. But to take his own life. Which is hands down, his letter to the boys and that montage, that scene it's, of him trying to uh, reacclimate himself in the civilization. Yeah, I did a, when we uh, we went to Skankity, came out of the community college, and I did a, a report on just that monologue and that really? scene. Oh, and, oh man, I, and that's Melanie's favorite part of the movie is that. That's it's, my favorite It's part. such a great, it's such a great moment. Well, there, it's, because it's such a unique and fascinating idea 
you've been in this other institution, society. Yeah, yeah. Not even yeah that hasn't that society. hasn't evolved with the rest of the world, really. No, that's almost like an uncontacted tribe in the world or an right. indigenous. Mm-hmm. Like prison, it runs on its own economy, yep. yeah. own sociological I, construct. You know, you know, like you don't have to ask. You don't have to ask permission to go to the bathroom. You don't have to ask yeah, permission to do anything. Back then. Right. You know, this is like, so when you take into consideration, like this dude. First of all, he's he's been gone since two thousand nine, but uh, Brooks. Hatland was played by James Whitmore. James Whitmore. Ugh. And James Whitmore, right. oh, um, before he died, had got he had, he had received a Tony, a Grammy, and an Emmy, but he didn't get an Oscar. He didn't get an Oscar, get which is fine. Out. I mean, he had a. If you look up James Whitmore and like he's he was in movies since like nineteen thirties and forties and anyway, brilliant actor. Um, just I like he's my favorite freaking part of this movie. I just love his portrayal of Brooks. Um, I had a friend growing up uh, whose brother um, did like five years in prison. He was a lot older than us. Yeah. And this is middle school. So I was – his brother got out of prison and came back and lived with him and his mom, right? Mm-hmm. And I won't say any names or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like we're listening to Tupac and Biggie mm-hmm. um, and, you know, uh, Green Day and um, all kinds of like that's what we were listening to in that moment. But I remember his brother being on the front porch lifting weights, rocking like two live crew, mm-hmm. and uh, like um, oh my god, Big Daddy Kane and stuff <sighs> because he didn't. That's, that's what he listened to Before. when he went into prison. So like even like the aspect of music yeah. changes so much in five years that he was like, I'm bumping Big Daddy. And, and, and we're like, yeah, but we're on Biggie. And, and right Brooks was in, was in Shawshank for 50-something Some, yeah. years. Which a lot. I mean, think of how easy. quickly things things change nowadays. Back in the 1950s, yeah. 40s, 50s, that stuff, that all that was... Yeah, he says in a monologue, he says, uh, I, saw, I saw an automobile once when I was once a kid. Once when I was a kid. And now they're everywhere. Now they're everywhere. It's like the world, he says it, he sums it up perfectly. He says, the world has gotten itself in a big damn hurry. And I don't think people really think about that when you when you take into consideration people coming out of the prison system. Um, man, what I'm getting well, at, like like what I'm getting at what yeah. I'm getting at is like you see this part, which is probably I would say like maybe three quarters of the way through the movie. You mm-hmm. see him and how he can't like you actually he you actually see the scene that they say you've been paroled, and he threatens to kill somebody who's standing there. Because he doesn't want to leave. A friend. It's a friend. a friend. He's yeah. like, I don't. They. They. I don't want. Don't make them. Don't have them. They. I don't want them to make me leave. Mm. Yeah. So a side note, do? though, I, I. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't kill him. I might. Anything. Damn. That's <laughs> depends. Depends. Anyway. So, and then you see a little bit later, Morgan Freeman's character get out of prison, and he, and it's almost the exact same sequence yeah. that he goes through. He's doing his letter, he's doing his monologue, he's he's working at the same grocery store, he's staying at the same halfway house. He actually sees the words Brooks was here carved in the in the wood uh, above, right above the beam that Brooks hangs himself in, and it makes you think, as the person watching it, that he's going to go the same exact way that oh, Brooks absolutely. did. But because now he's got a reason to go on, it makes the it makes that ending so much more powerful because he knows that he has a friend who's going to be meeting him when he gets out. And we're going to interject with some shit because you want to hear some shit. Sure, I want to hear some shit. I always do. Shawshank was nominated for seven Oscars. Yep. How many did they win? Zero. One. Zero. No, really. They won zero Not even Oscars. Morgan Freeman won an Oscar. No, they, they won, 
It won, won zero Oscars. Diddly nothing. Yo, no. uh, here's here's what I'm gonna say. If you voted, if you're if you're a, a voter, member, yeah, or a voter, or like, and you if you're hearing this and you didn't vote, I wish I knew who you were. You're the same people <laughs> that voted for um, Zero Dark Thirty or whatever that other movie is. The Hurt with Jeremy Hurt Locker. You're the same people yeah. that voted for the Hurt Come Locker on. over something else. Man, man, oh man. So I want to talk about, so I, I, I mentioned it, I think last week, in last week's podcast when we talked about tattoos. Yeah. Is I want to get the, uh. Rock hammer. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Burping and coughing. I don't know, like something's going on. We have brewed two pots of coffee. We yeah. are <laughs> for awake. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway. It's actually 4 a.m. here right yeah. now. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, I want to get the tattoo. Um, for years, I've been thinking about getting on my forearms. You know, get busy living or get busy dying, which is the most quoted line. It's probably the best line ever written in that film. by anything. And mm-hmm. not in the book. I don't think it's in the book. No, really. I do not think it's in the book. So, so written just for the screenplay. I or believe so. by the actor on set, maybe. Maybe. Something like that, you know. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's something to, go, it's something to look into. Yeah. But, um, so I plan on getting the rock hammer in an inside that, Inside the rock hammer image, I want to get busy living or get busy dying. I just like a couple weeks ago, somebody on Facebook, or a couple days ago, I don't know, weeks, months, days, I don't know, pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said, "What's the wh- what's something that you use?" I think it was our friend um, uh, Megan Ryan, not that Meg Ryan, our friend Megan Ryan. Shout out Megan. You got mail. Dope no, actor, <laughs> wonderful person, um, great artist. Uh, she said. She asked the question, like, what what do you say to yourself to make yourself brave to take on a situation or something? Like, when you're not feeling so brave, is there something? And I say that. That's what I say to myself. It's like, you got to get busy living or you got to get busy dying. And never in my life has a quote from a film rang more true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. think of how many – I mean, we, we everybody gets down. Everybody gets down. You know, you feel like you're – you know, you've been shit on. You know, and we do. We get shit on. Shit on. You feel like the world's against you. You feel like you're not doing the things yep. you want in life. Yeah, et cetera. Et cetera. And I, 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 I recommend that everybody just take that quote, that mantra up. It's like, you, look, you're either gonna live or you're either gonna die. Put your head in the mud or take it out of the sand and get your ass going. And it has really, really helped me in so many different ways. Like, uh, I mean, I, I, whatever people know this or they don't. Um, one of those times for me was, uh, when I went through my divorce mm-hmm. and, uh, it was like a whirlwind situation. Adam, you were there. I was there. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, has literally picked my head up off the floor. Like Adam and Katie, uh, were, you know, saints mm-hmm. and, uh, but there, I had, I remember being drunk sitting in my bedroom at Adam and Katie's house going, bro, this is not you. You... You are wasting yourself. Yes, it's shitty right now. Everything is shitty. What are you going to do? And I literally remember that. First of all, I was laying there drunk, petting Caleb, because that dog saved my life. Shout out to Caleb one more time. Caleb Jerome, Bubba Dude. Bubba Dude, Um, man friend, man child friend. Man child friend. And I remember saying, you're either going to get busy living or you're going to get busy dying. And, man. It's true. It's, I, I... the movie has everything. I mean, it, it literally has everything. Like, it, it's such a great story. <laughs> it just reminded me of Sven. It's so, it's Saturday so, Night. like, it's almost hard to talk about because it's so good. Like, he, 
just to, just just break down the character of Andy Dufresne. I was, yeah, that's you know what I mean. Just break the character of Andy Dufresne who, down. Who is who is meant to I believe rem- represent the every person, every right. man, every woman, because you don't know. Really, I mean, on the I mean, on the outset, he looks like yeah, he's someone who's accused who goes to prison for killing his wife. He claims he didn't do it. That that that's that's who he never Dufresne had a criminal is. record prior. Right. Now is sentenced to life in prison. So now, you break it down a little bit more. It's he didn't do it. He's not staying in prison. What it doesn't matter what what everybody what what happens to him. He will he will be out of prison, and then he's like, so. He, Spoiler alert! Shout out! Spoiler alert! Shout out! So sh- 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 shout he literally out. spends spoiler. from the first day he gets into Shawshank till the day he leaves, escaping that prison. So I, if um, if our friend Matt Harvey is listening to this episode, he would be pissed if I didn't mention this. So Andy Dufresne is on what's called the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. So it's there's this there's like series of books by Joseph Campbell where he like delves into mythology, all sorts, Greek, Roman, whatever, oh, all kinds of mythology. Time. It, and the hero's journey is just, is literally Andy's story. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to those of us uh, who love storytelling, and he's the, literally on the hero's journey. Um, so, Matt, you don't have to get pissed. I mentioned Joseph Campbell. Um, if you but, haven't read Joseph Campbell, I highly recommend it. Well, and I think, you know, to just the gloss over of the hero's journey, I think it's a common misconception that the hero only receives triumph. The actual hero's journey is told in a circle because at the top is the fall from grace and at the bottom is the fall from grace and it's the redemption. Circle of life. It's the circle I mean, the name redemption, the word redemption is yeah, in, in the, the movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. It's just great from start to freaking oh. finish. I love it. Um, and then it's got, it's got some great, <laughs> it's got some great one-liners too, like in the, you know, towards the end, um, shout out, spoiler alert, um, there's the end when Red's uh, voiceover says, "I like the last thing. I like to think the last thing that went through the warden's mind, other than that bullet, yeah. <laughs> was how Andy Dufresne ever got." Yeah, I remember seeing that, and like the meticulous planning that he had to cover every single aspect of yeah. his escape, and and then getting, you know, that that the prison guards and and the warden in trouble was just it was it's brilliant. It's it's just brilliant. He even he writes he write now if you don't know this. He writes a letter and puts it and buries it in a box for for Red to to get to get before Red has even been granted parole. So when he finds that, everything that he wrote, he says, "This is what you want. I want you to do." So he doesn't know anything about like it's just. It, uh. I think even when he when Red reads that letter, he says in the letter it says, "You've come this far,", far uh, and I think uh, he says, "I mm-hmm. hope you're willing to go a little further." I think if he yes. uses the word hope, I think it's, I hope it's you're willing to go come a little further. It always goes back to hope. Yep. Can so in the interest of our podcast, I can um, and this is gonna shock you. I want to talk shit about one thing. Okay. In this movie, and I'm sorry. I know we should be building artists up and actors up. It could have been a director thing, but I dislike one performance in this film. Could you guess who it is? Boggs. No, I don't mind Boggs. Is it Clancy Brown? No. I like I like Adley I like Adley too. He's one of my most. I would say one of. Oh, is he minor character? Yeah. Is it the 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 prisoner who actually who he teaches how to read? Tommy. 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 Uh, Played by I think his name is uh, Gil. Yes, Tommy. And I would and I I think I know what you're gonna say, but I but I but I I I just I think, and you know what you can first of all everyone can disagree with me. Canadian actor. Uh, you're wrong. I'm right. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's just he's just moving too notches. He on just me. wasn't. I'm just kidding. I didn't believe him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I know that's like that's no, like, no, you no, know he I was too that. much that's of a stereotype and a caricature yeah, for me. Um, because I need to believe there's something that's that's the heart of acting is it's not pretend it's you know trying to like Atticus Finch says walk a mile in someone else's skin and move around it you know you really the believability comes that's from gross. the performer yeah. in of itself you know right like but I I just said there's like one line reading he has where he you know when he says hell you say which I say all the time yeah people are like yeah this happened and I go hell you say hell you say but I just his reading I know that's mean. No, I get it. No, I get it. And it's not. I don't think it's it's his performance that's bad. I think it's compared to everyone else in the movie. It's just so so. It's it's. I wouldn't even say subpar. Because I've seen this dude in other movies. I think so. Like I don't think his performance is bad. I just think compared to you know, compared to um, Tim Robbins and and Morgan Freeman and William Sadler and and the others, I just think it's it's not it's not quite there, but. He also may have been less experienced than the rest of them, which makes perfect sense. He's got so little screen time in general that yeah. it's t- it's tough to get that full arc. And I haven't. I haven't seen him in anything. Right. Well, he was in 11. He was in the miniseries 11, 22, 63. Which is also a Stephen King novel, by the way. But he uh, he played an Starring FBI James agent Franco. somewhere in the back. It, it, oh, but even that, even that sub quote subpar performance unquote does not change the fact that it's one of the best stories ever written oh no ever i just in the interest of talking shit yeah i wanted to talk shit so you're probably thinking right now if you're listening to this cast screw you brian you don't know what the hell you're talking about well it's my podcast and you can go it's it's tough to talk shit about something that that's very hard that's so good that's so good i uh for, for i there's so many tattoos i i thought at one point tracing pausing the film and taking like tracing paper and tracing the outline of the prison. Mm. So like my mountain tattoo here, that's just an outline of the yeah, mountain. Yeah, just I thought about it. having that, but then I thought like, you know, that's that's me cage that would be me caging myself. I'm like putting myself in a prison. Right. right. So like that's why I ultimately come up with I want the rock hammer, which is the instrument he uses to break out of the prison, with that inspirational quote and mm. I mean there's so many things. Melanie thought She's. I th- she might still be thinking of it. She has a whole bunch of quotes, yeah. tattoos wise. She think. I think she's still thinking about getting. Brooks was here, so was Red, as That's a great. tattoo. That's great. And I was like, for like for the first time ever, I was like, well, babe, like, first of all, if you get it, that's that's, like, is that what you want? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> there you go. So shout out to last week's episode where I was talking shit about people's tattoos, um, but like even that, you could defend as like. One person succumbed, succumbed. Yeah. The other person got out and yeah. redeemed himself. Um, Same. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's oh, it's just. I know we keep going. This is what we do. It's great. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure everyone has has that movie or that book or that you know that song that they've heard where it just leaves them speechless because it's so good and yeah there's just there's something intangible about i feel this yeah, but the thing the is i also i'm also or... i'm also i also feel the same way about the green mile which is also a prison movie which is also written and directed by the screenplay at least written and directed by frank darabont based on a, on a stephen king novel one i think i think i could say this about shawshank how you were talking about morgan freeman earlier and i feel the same way about yeah. green mile that movie could not have been done without Mark, Michael Clark Duncan. Just the same way right. I oh, believe Shawshank yeah. could have been done with any other actors except Morgan Freeman and right. Tim Robbins. Yeah, no kidding. Know? And I um, and that's because that that's it. But 
yeah, yes, and I agree with you. But had the movie been made with other people, we'd be saying the same thing about them. That's how good the movie is. Yeah, you I know what I mean. Time, Frank though, Darabont like, is like he just knows what the hell he's yeah. doing. But at the same time, though, I feel like well, Neko, that's more of a shout out to Frank Darabont that right. he went through a meticulous casting process to make yeah. sure he got the people he knew would. Yeah deliver the yeah. performance yeah and i don't know if you know this but shawshank prison is actually a setting of the setting for season one of castle rock on hulu shout out to castle rock on and hulu. That we get was, we, we throw once, shout outs around yeah. on this podcast was, was a real prison that they filmed at one point it, it was, was a, a it's a, yeah. yes it was a it's a real prison that's actually that's in a it's in a fictional town of castle rock that that is as some of you may know a very common setting in in no, Stephen King's novel. He's no, talking, I meant he's talking about the location. Oh, the, the actual, actual prison. Oh, yeah. in, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, I didn't. I did not know that, but oh, it you're makes saying sense. Castle Rock, I'm saying Castle Rock. Yes, the Shawshank Prison prison is a prison ah, that's yeah. in Castle Rock because I don't think they go into the fact that it's that's located in Castle Rock in the mm, book. Okay. But Castle Rock is is a is a very it's a fictional town in Maine. And we keep we keep saying his name too, but Frank Darabont is like he doesn't he hasn't directed or written a bunch of movies but he's also responsible for one of the dead. biggest television yeah, shows he's, right well, now walking he's dead. walking dead is like changed yeah i mean uh, there are there are television like, there are unsung heroes like that like for me alan ball wrote and directed american beauty who yeah. then also wrote and directed all of the entire series of six feet under on hbo which yeah. is did, did, did alan ball also do um what's the one about vampires that you like true, true blood? blood i think I Al, was alan did, ball actually. true blood yeah and that's the thing. You have these directors who only do maybe one or two things a year, but those are always so – but they're so good. Like <clears throat> another example is Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan does every aspect of every single one of his movies, and he only gets one or two – one maybe every other year. Ridley Scott's like another one. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. they're always – they're always – I am Maximus Desmus Meridius. Yeah. Oh. Father, Father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance. vengeance. In this in this life, life, wait, wait <laughs> do we have to pay for that? Because if we have to pay for that, you got to I'm sure it. we no. didn't quote it exactly. We're talking shit. <laughs> Actually, hey, Gladiator. Just talking shit. <laughs> Gladiator, I'm sure we'll have an episode about movies, but Gladiator's in my top five as well. Also, Ooh. just because the, uh, yeah, we can't. You know what? If you, if you have a favorite movie, which I'm sure you do, um, check us out on Facebook. Check, like, post what your favorite movie is, and maybe we'll give you a, because sh- as you can tell, we do a lot of shout outs on this, yeah. on this podcast. Shout out to shout outs. Post what oh, it yeah. is, unless your name is Steve Maggio. Steve Maggio, and you say Wild Wild West, I will come and shake you because that is not a great. You're talking to Will Smith. Oh, yes. D- d- we can't even go in. I know. I don't want to talk. No, I don't want to. Is that what we're talking about? Yes, the Wild Wild West movie. <laughs> no, our, our friend Steve is actually a quite. He's a quite talented. Um, he he he's a critic, like an independent. He doesn't like. It's not a job mm-hmm. or anything. He just does it on Facebook, yeah. and That's sometimes awesome. he he does a really good job. But like sometimes he like, you know, he would I probably mean, say that Shawshank was like a six out of ten. Which, which is like, a good, but, which is a good rating for Steve. But Rogers. I would, Here's I would want to kick know, him in the balls. And <laughs> no disrespect, like I, I still read old Roger Ebert reviews. But he was also somebody as highly regarded as he was. Uh, I wish I could remember, but there are some movies you're like, really, yeah. you rated that a one out of four on your scale? But you got to remember, should... reviews are from one person and artists. Yeah, so it, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. Yeah, because because if you don't like horror, like say you don't like comedies, I don't like comedy. but you're forced. You're forced Dude, to review a comedy. You? You're <laughs> automatically going to rate it low because, like, I'm not a Will, Will Ferrell fan. I'm just going to throw that out there. Fuck you if you, if you disagree with me. Wow. Oh, Adam's okay. talking shit. I don't think his movies are funny. I think Anchorman was close, but it's just not, I don't think he's funny. So if you ask me to review a Will Elf Ferrell movie. Savage, just 
we're not talking about Elf because Elf is non-existent in my world. He, I mean, he really doesn't I, like him. I, yeah, I hate like, it. So if you if you ask me to review a Will Ferrell movie, I'm automatically going to rate it low because I don't think he's funny. I don't think his movies are good. I don't think he's funny. So he could have been going into uh, the point is he, Roger Ebert could have gone into that movie review hating the kind of movie that that he was reviewing. He might have hated Frank Darabont. You know, yeah, he, him and Fra- yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, Frank Darabont would have said something mean about you know his his mother or something like that. Tell, uh, d- listen, Roger, I mean, we've said it, your mother. You we've said what, like Frank? fifteen <laughs> times on this episode. Just go watch. Go watch the movie. Go watch the movie. What that means, Brian? Uh, do you mean the 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 sound that's never the same? <laughs> Correct. It is time for Fish's fun fact, the, the part of the show, uh, podcast where our producer Jacob Fish gives us a random fun fact, hopefully about the episode that we're <laughs> talking about. But we'll see. As previous has been previously shown, that's not always the case. What do you got for Today's us today, Jacob? Topic was too good not to stay to the episode. That I've got a little twofer. Two. Oh. You know, one fish, two fish. Red fish, blue fish. Pay for that. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's a title. That's not a. So I'd be curious if this was one you guys did. I did not when I found out this one. And the second one is more just like, oh, that's a cool onset fun fact. There you go. There's a tiny detail in the Bible that holds this hammer, the rock hammer. The prop team on the film, Shawshank Redemption, often puts in lots of work for very small details. And they definitely do. You know, a lot of prop. People, shout out to the technical crew from <laughs> Fast Boys to Grips and everybody to make a film happen. But, yeah. you know, the, shout out to any artist ever. Any yeah. artist ever. But, you know, Prop Master Tom Shaw found a chance to put a good prop to very good use in this website. So it's the rock pick that Andy uses to tunnel out through the wall is smuggled into him inside the pages of the Bible. When the warden discovers this, he opens the book to find the pages cut out to hide the hole. Mm-hmm. In a few seconds on screen, you can make out the chapter he turns to. It is actually the Exodus chapter oh. within the bible it is uh and they say here it's a fantastic little touch that the pick is hidden right at the start of the chapter all about escaping this shows just how close the attention to detail was across the whole crew which i can respect the shit out of that that's yeah. that's one of those like hidden little easter eggs but you know for tim robbins he probably talked to the prop people about it and frank darabont said i'd really love when you open it what chapter do you think andy dufresne's on i will i i love imagining that there was a conversation between tim robbins Frank Darabont in the prop. And it's probably something that most people listening to this who've seen the movie didn't notice. I know I didn't notice it. First of all, I hadn't. But I'm still at midnight. Yeah. Like I'm still. It's, at but the thing is, it makes perfect. It's not a surprising. It is not a surprising. It's not a surprising fact because no. the movie is. I mean, so I'm good. full on whoop over that tidbit. Like that yeah, is. It's so good. I am excited. I got to go see my wife right now. Like, and that's how excited. The other one's just a fun little uh, factoid about Morgan Freeman, uh, and. It's from, you know, I admittedly I went towards Screen Ran and I specifically wanted to find facts that were on set behind the scenes right. details. Okay. Not just things about Shawshank, but the movie and all that. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely a geek about those things. But they said there are many stories of actors being injured while on set. This is one of the strangest. Freeman's injury wasn't from a dangerous stunt. As you know, there, there are definitely stunts, but not to the level of, uh, you yeah. know, needing full-on fight call or anything yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that in Shawshank. Not traditional action movie stunts. But it wasn't from a dangerous stunt. It was from throwing one too many baseballs. <laughs> in one scene of the movie, Andy Reid approaches Red, played by uh-huh. Freeman, while he's practicing baseball. The filming took a grueling nine hours to complete for that day, apparently, with Freeman constantly tossing the ball for each take. He didn't complain, but the next day he came to work with his arm in a sling. Oh, oh my God. He could not use his shoulder for the next day on set. That's wow. <laughs> Oh, wait, I have one. 
I think oh, do you? I think we've talked about yeah, and this is one thing that I know, and I now that Melanie's watched it with me a few times, like I'm like oh, and then she's like I already know this fact, Brian. You don't have to go over it again, but in so when they bring Andy Dufresne in that in that load of prisoners in the beginning of the movie, the yeah, yeah, yeah. there is a an actor that is along the fence line that's doing the fishing reel, and he's like, "We're reeling them in, we're reeling them in." Can oh, you picture yeah. that actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actor is Morgan Freeman's son. What? Yes, that's not the tidbit. Like that's that's a little taste. So oh, then, I thought that, that was good enough for me. Yeah, me so too. even <laughs> before that, that scene, yeah. even before, <laughs> even before Andy Dufresne comes to this, to Shawshank, we have the scene of Red being denied parole. Yep. And they stamp the rejected stamp, and you see his prison mugshot. Mm-hmm. That's that actor. Oh, really? his son is plays his mugshot. His son, but his son is also in the film. Didn't know that. So it's the same actor. Now you'll see it. Now Rather you'll see than, it. You know, that's interesting because on set, like, you know, obviously, uh, and for those of you who don't know, like, Photoshop was created by two visual effects artists. Adobe yeah. Photoshop oh, was that. created was by visual effects artists to help them do better effects on film. So, you know, especially in the 90s at this point, they're definitely using it. And it'd just be easy enough, and it's what they do now, to grab an actor's photo from a long time ago or, you know, Photoshop them looking as cool that... They, right. like, they took, I, like, love hey, we yeah, I love those little awesome. facts. I love those facts. Well, well that yeah. was great. I'm going to go watch the Shawshank Redemption yeah, after if this. You I'm going to read that too. novella. You let's borrow it, so we're going to read you it. You can get it done in, in an hour or two. Yeah. And I have I have not read it, so I would love to borrow yep. it. You know, now you can, just as a fan of right. the movie. It's well. great. It's great. Well, looks like we've reached the end of another uh, exciting podcast episode. Ooh, thanks I love for, talking shit. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for tuning in. If you like us, tell your friends. Nice thing, you know. It's got nice shit. Yeah, it's good shit. Yeah, yeah. good shit. It's like, not all. It's not all negative. We're not all talking about you know how much we hate things. I sometimes mean, you on take a really good poop, and that was the kind of shit that. That was like a satisfying. Yeah. Like I like, need to weigh myself. Yeah. My day is gonna start right. Yeah, I feel like part. I can end my day right now and be and be happy with the way the day went. Yeah, yeah. Right? oh definitely. Anyway, anyway, thanks for joining us for another episode <laughs> of Talking Shit with Brian and Adam. I've been Brian. I've been Adam. And I've been Jacob. We'll see you next week or. Well, you'll listen to us next week. Peace. Peace. Talking Shit with Brian and Adam is produced and recorded at Liberty Studios in Petersburg, New York. The views expressed on Talking Shit are solely those of the commentators and are not meant to enrage and or stir the pot. If you liked today's episode and would like to hear more, you can follow us on Facebook at Talking Shit with Brian and Adam, as well as on Instagram at Talking underscore Brian underscore Adam. Join in on the conversations and feel free to suggest topics for future episodes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.